Welcome to Get Your Rocks Off with Mick Wall, the world's leading rock and metal writer. Each fortnight, Mick will unpack rock and roll stories. Stories that you probably won't find in print. So pour yourself a Jack and Coke and get ready to get your rocks off. Uh, uh, hello, millions of fans. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Get Your Rocks Off. I am Mick Wall. He is John Hotton. Um, or as we like to call him, interrupting John. <laughs> yeah, Robert. Yeah, Robert. Yeah. Yeah. Hope you're listening, Robert. Yeah. Yeah, don't interrupt John because I bet Robert's listening. <laughs> <laughs> right, poor Robert. I mean, he's just one of millions that he is. say that. Well, I like, to think of him, I like to think of him sitting at home in his T-shirt that he's got from Get Your Store. <laughs> Well, yes, or possibly Robert might be wearing the new baseball cap from oh, Get, is your, a baseball cap? Get Your Store. Get Your Store. GetYourStore.com Get is your where it's at. Dot com. That's right. Yeah. Uh, or, or I like to picture Robert sitting there in his underpants. <laughs> he's he's uh, Get Your Rocks Off underpants, in Wearing fact. a Get Your Rocks Off face mask. Yes, and a Get Your Rocks Off Get In The Ring tracksuit bomber top. <laughs> Well, you laugh at that every time. It's in the not, store. That's not there. It's that, in no, the store. No, 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 no. I don't think anybody would expect anything quite so tacky from us. <laughs> I tell you what I'm hoping will be in the Just store. Just feed the children. The feed children. The, feed are, the children. Because they are our future. They are our future. Buy the products. Feed the children. Buy the products. Keep the, the small children. Keep, keep a change. If you could... <laughs> <laughs> keep hope alive. Yeah. Keep hope yeah. alive. That's my strong. Keep hope message. alive. We take PayPal and <laughs> Rage Crack. Okay, that's lovely. That's lovely. That's right. The so that's the um, promotional announcement out the way. Out, out of the way. Yeah. We're, uh, we're contractually obliged. From now on, this podcast will be advert free. Well, will it? Well, apart from when you keep talking about your books. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, I'm not one to go on about my books. No, but no, the uh, The no. most recent, the Jimi Hendrix book, oh, Two Riders fun. Were Approaching. Oh, I have to say it is very good, that one. It is. It is a good one. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree with you. Um, <laughs> but there are many others. Yeah. Many others that aren't not, quite not, as good. Not, not quite as Some good, of them, but, but yeah. still very good. Would though. you say you have a sort of an A bracket and a B bracket? and a? It's more like an A bracket. This is one that I signed the contract and had the advance for, but I didn't quite get round the book. For five Until years. later. Until later. But when my enthusiasm bloomed <laughs> for writing it. At the stack of red bills yeah, yeah. next All to the All of a sudden keyboard. I found. Yeah, I found the new motivation I was searching for. Yeah. Because sometimes you've got to search. Yeah, you have to search for the hero inside yourself. Exactly, exactly. Now, here's a man, I think, that was never lacking motivation. At the subject of today's podcast, um, Ozzy Osbourne. John Osbourne. John Michael Osbourne. John Michael Osbourne, yeah. John Michael Ozzy Osbourne. Yes, or just Aussie, oh, yeah. I think we know. If you see, I mean, that's the truth. You know, you're famous. Well, actually, Aussie Zig, wasn't it? That was the first oh, name that he came yeah, up Aussie with. Zig. Aussie on the on the famous advertisement that the other guys in Black Sabbath saw him 
Birmingham, you know, smog-addled <laughs> post-war Birmingham, whenever it was. Bomb craters Bomb, everywhere. Yeah. Still the doodle Nazi bugs Germans are, the doodle bugs the are going over. And Aussies come up with this advert. It says, Aussies singer, Aussie zig, available. And then it say has own amp or something. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, was, that was the real clincher. Yeah. Everyone's a singer, but not yeah, everybody has their own. Amp. Or is yeah. it own microphone? Something like has that. Has own microphone. They had something. He got the, he had me at had own microphone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. So, yeah, as you rightly uh, point us in the direction of, we're talking about a man whose uh, beginnings were modest, Humble. Yeah, very much so. Uh, the post-Second World War bombed, desolate. The second city is Like the landscape the of the moon. The Venice of the North, as it sometimes, <laughs> sometimes The Venice of the North. That's what they call Birmingham. Do they fucking They do, quick. it's got more... The Venice of the North. Because it has more miles of canals than... Anywhere except Venice. Yeah, but in Venice on the canals, you, yeah, have, you have gondolas and, yeah. and romantic no. vistas. The canals of Birmingham are full of old bicycles shopping, and shopping trolleys. And shopping trolleys <laughs> and yeah. barbed wire for when yeah. the kids want to go skinny dipping. <laughs> but as we discussed, as we've discussed before when we talked about your old mate, Rob Halford. Oh, yeah. Birmingham was important because it was this kind of heavy metal centre, you know, it was the, you know, factories and the real kind of doomy, gloomy post-war Britain where well, oh, where this sound emerged from. Well, you know, um, if you ever see uh, Peaky Blinders, you know, around about sort of season I one I think this two. is the analogy you drew before and it went on and on and every two minutes you say, yeah, in Peaky Blinders, they said this, that and the well, other. And it turned out your this. entire northern cultural reference was Peaky Blinders. Well, and the I, time you went to Birmingham with Rob Halford and ended up buying a pair of underpants in Woolworths. On Wolverhampton High Street. Yeah. That's right. Well, let me just say this then. Far be it for me to repurpose anything I may have used in the past. Yeah. But if you look at the first series or two of Peaky Blinders, there's this bit where they're always walking down the main street and there's that iron foundry and it's right. bang, bang, yeah. and sparks and bang, bang, and flames. Yeah. Bang, 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 clang, clang, dan, 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 Yeah, I think you were going, were you going, dan, 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 like the fast bit in NIB. Sorry? Oh, God's sake. So, to get back on track, Ozzy's born there in, what, 48, something oh, like that? Just after the war, just after the war. That's right. And because Birmingham had been like that for centuries, no-one knew the difference. They, they <laughs> War? What war? Yeah. What yeah. fucking war was that? Yeah. What fucking war? Yeah. I'm fucking Ozzy. It was no, yeah, I mean, it was Since noisy. you stopped interrupting, uh, yeah. there's a lack See? of energy. See? There's I told a lack you, of energy. This is my exact point. Robert, Robert and other people. And others yeah. that Robert is the leader of. Yeah, leader of the interrupting guy. Yeah, Robert. Them, them guys. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 I, I think absolutely. And, you know, we're, uh, let, let's not in this podcast or all the other podcasters start going on about, well, then they made this and then they yeah, made that. Yeah, we don't care about that. We don't care about that. Nah. Tell us the stories. Yeah. Tell us the stories. Okay, well, here's the story of Ozzy and Sabbath. Completely bullied 
by Tony Iommi. Yeah. They'd been to the same school. I think Tony was in the year above. Yeah. And you know typical. that year above thing at school? Probably a prefect. Well, they're like giants. You know, when you're when you're in the fourth year and someone's in the fifth year, they're like yeah. fucking giants. They don't talk to you. They won't acknowledge they might you. Be, well, not, not in Birmingham where people don't yeah. talk anyway. They just yeah. beat each other. Yeah. At school. Yeah. You know. I like to imagine at All the right, school. All right, At the school, in the, in the sort of sixth form. They oh, never got. They were. Yeah, they they the, left at they, fourteen yeah, in okay, those we, days. Oh, we're in the, t- in the top, the in the top year, it's Percy Plant <laughs> and John Bonham, and and those guys. And then in the ne- and then in the, ne- the year below that, it's KK and Rob and Glenn from the Priest. And then the year below that, <laughs> it's Tony and Ozzy from Sabbath. And it's like it's like um, heavy what was metal. That, what was that really good show? Uh, with Phil Cornwell, you know, it was, and he did the impression. Oh, Stella, Stella Street. Street. It's like that, but oh, for heavy metal. Please. Yeah, he did such a good mix. <laughs> <laughs> the corner shop. They ran the corner shop. No, well, shop. it was like that. It yeah. was like It was that. exactly like Birmingham was like that. And below them were people like Magnum, you know, who uh, weren't quite as famous. No, but they were younger. You know, in the school, <laughs> I don't know Magnum were. No, well, Tony. <laughs> well, he kept being kept back a year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He kept being kept Tony back. Tony, Bob Catley. Well, Bob's they, like the Peter Pan. Yes, of, he is. Uh, yeah, of that Birmingham metal yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. Scene. The Birmingham metal scene. But here's the crucial difference. You see, is that all of Sabbath were born within a couple of bomb craters. Yeah. Like in London, you're born within the sound of Bow Bells. In Birmingham, you're born within the sound of, of the, the Iron the Foundry, Foundry in Peaky Peaky Blinders. Here we go. Clang. Here we go. Flame, flame, flames, yeah. clang, yeah. clang. And you're not All right, Tony. You're not a true Brummy unless you're born within the sound of that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Or you've grown deaf. From the, the foundry, of that. yeah. That's right. And your old man works there, and his old man worked there, and his old man before that worked there. Yeah. So um, this is the promising beginnings, uh, which Ozzy, Ozzy came Osborne. from. Yeah. And um, and he was a thief. He was yeah, a tea well, leaf. Yeah. yeah. Ended up in the, in, in in the, the nick. nick. In the nick, in as the they nick. say. Doing his bird. Did his bird in his the nick. porridge, yeah. Uh, and that's where he got his first tattoos on his knees. He drew a smiley face, he said, to cheer him up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've done that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't use a fucking knife of. and blood. I just... No, Byro. Yeah. That'll do it, mate. Byro. Ozzy, yeah. one word for you. Byro. Yeah, no. On the knee. No. Prison did tattoo. You ever, did you ever see those tattoos? I have seen those tattoos. They literally are crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they but they are prison tattoos. What you used to have to do is you, you did need ink, but you would draw it on and then get a compass or a knife and and dig it in through the ink, and that's what made the mark. Ooh, that sounds rather painful. I think it was rather painful, especially, especially on your, your kneecap. <laughs> yeah, lying yeah. in your bunk at night yeah. with, a, with a candle on your, balanced on your head, you know, doing that. And the story is he used to spell Aussie O-Z-Z-I-E, but then he realised it wouldn't fit on his fingers, <laughs> so he changed it to a Y. That's true. That's the kind of <laughs> that's st- true, is it? That's the kind of story you get here. Yeah, only and he tried here. to persuade Tony. Tony was in the next cell, and he said, "Tony, <laughs> Tony, Tony, you can go put Tony across your knuckles." Tony said, "Fuck off." <laughs> well, you know, I'd rather do. I'd rather cut my fingers off. Yeah, than do that. Yeah, that. oh, so we. So well, that's did. an interesting point you make. I mean, we're kind of veering away from Aussie here. <laughs> 
which well, we let's press on do. with Aussie. Press on with Aussie, because otherwise we'll be talking about If we about go Tony into Tony, that, yeah, that's a whole The point different... is this. Tony used to beat the crap out of Aussie at school. Yeah. And when they uh, ended yeah, up in a band together, tough that up. continued. Right, you know. yeah. Well, he wouldn't sing it properly, would he? <laughs> For Christ's sake. I've written the songs. All I'm asking you to do is sing exactly the same tune as the guitar riff. <laughs> That's all I'm asking you to do. Now, look here, Ozzy. <laughs> Fit the repeat written the word. Geezer's written the words for you. And as Ozzy always I've used to written say, the tune. And people would say, Ozzy, why don't you write the lyrics? You're the mm. singer. Yeah, but Geezer's got a br- great Geezer's brain. Geezer's got a great brain. He's got a great brain. He, and he fell out trying to say it. Yeah. Geezer's got a great brain. <laughs> Which he has. Yeah, and you've got Bill behind him on the drums. Yeah. Amazing drummer. An I, I, amazing drummer. And you know, like they say with great musicians, it's the notes they don't play. Yeah. Really, with Bill, Bill, it's the <laughs> beats he doesn't key yeah. that make all the difference. It kind of does. It kind no, of absolutely. is. They have a weird... They're one of those bands that have... Because of a sort of unique... The unique circumstances of Tony losing his fingers in the in the... Uh, industrial accident, accident. Uh, yeah, and then making the washing up bottle tops that go over his hands. So it gives him this unique guitar sound. Bill, who's drumming, doing God knows what, this kind of weird jazzy style that's completely non-heavy metal, but it works brilliantly. Geezer with the kind of brrr, bass. Geezer's not just doing the kind of Judas Priest bass, which is just do good, 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 do good. You know, he's like apart from when it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from when it does that. Now, Geezer told me the secret. He said he's a big fan of Jack Bruce. Right. And where most bass players shadow the riff. So if it's yeah, dan 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 doodle doodle doodle, you'd be gong 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 gong. Instead of shadowing the riff, he would play the bass more like a guitar. Right, right, okay. So it gets a bit technical after that. So I, I don't want to, for those don't of you wanna, that are not technical, you, I, I don't For those of you that aren't musicians like Mick, yeah. <laughs> is, your, is your album in the Get Your, get your Store? Well, you know, it could be, could be. Well, can we, we should put it in there. Well, I, I was thinking maybe I could just empty my wardrobe, first of all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who wants a vest from 2011? <laughs> yeah. Only worn about 600 times. <laughs> All authentic stains. Yeah. And that's proper sweat. Yeah. That's not just, you know, skid marks. That's sweat <laughs> and blood and, and, and tears. sweat and tears. Yeah. No more tears. No. no. All very get good. It? Yeah, get, get it. Yeah, get it. Bring anyway, it back. So you yeah. got you got this gear. And then, and then and I have to say this, and especially on... On the first Sabbath album. We're only at the first Sabbath well, album. Well, no, the, I just want to say this really quickly and really seriously before oh, we go on to all the kind of mad stories oh. and so on, is that Ozzy's voice on that first Sabbath album has a, whether it's the recording, which was done very quickly or whatever, it has a certain quality. And I, I, I would really struggle to define it other than to say, you know, it fits absolutely perfectly with the vibe of the music and the cover and the, 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 the cover that they use, which is a picture of the woman in the woods with the sort of, you know, the haunted looking house behind her, which when you discover is actually Maple Durham Watermill sort of brings it, you know, kind of makes it seem sort of less scary than it was. But he had this kind of otherworldly quality to his voice. 
And when he does Black Sabbath, you know, what is this that stands before me? I don't think he ever sounds like that again on any other records, but it just sounds, you know, absolutely makes their mark straight away, I think. And for all the Aussie, yeah, you know, he's not the greatest musician in the world. He's not the greatest singer in the world. But at that moment, he establishes something about heavy metal that becomes a trope that millions of people have tried to reproduce. In, in fact, if we're going to be serious for a moment, it's Aussie's voice that separates Black Sabbath from... Um, Zeppelin or Say, for instance, yeah. Zeppelin with Robert Plant yeah. as the real figurehead, yeah. master, always voted best singer of the year every year in Melody Maker. Deep Purple with Ian Gillen, yeah, yeah. another one of those kind of... Yeah, he's got a terrific falsetto and all the rest of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, could, and was good enough to do things like Jesus Christ Superstar and all that. Well, these... You know. these uh, but also mm. this is the era of Paul Rogers, yeah, David yeah. Coverdale. Mm, yeah, fantastic singers. Rod Stewart. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even the bloke in Nazareth. Um, oh, Dan McCafferty, yeah. Yeah, who, yeah, who Axel singer, stole yeah. so much from. Yeah, really good singer. Uh, that, uh, bad, yeah, kind bad of real, boy. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. they had this very... Sammy Hagar and Montrose. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah. Joe Cocker. Yeah. Uh, Cocker Joe, yeah. as he was known Cocker in Sheffield. And, uh, but <laughs> Ooh, here I comes Ozzy with this vocal that is not like that. Yeah, you know, no, this no, isn't that's even right, yeah. Jack Bruce in Cream. This, I mean, even Hendrix, who wasn't a great singer, had had that, you know... Uh, yeah, he had the kind of hipster kind of... Yeah, yeah that yeah. kind of gravelly... The wind cries... Baby, Mary, baby, take off your Brazil, <laughs> my dear. Which Barry yeah. White then later... Yeah, yeah later it, appended. Moved, moved yeah. forward yeah. in an ev- musically evolutionary... Yes, yes. But Ozzy had this really interesting use of his voice, which became like, I know it's a cliche, but becomes like an instrument itself, but more like a synthesizer than a piano or a guitar. It's part of that sheet metal kind of sound they've gotten. The very first record by them I ever heard was Paranoid, Mm. and it was at a school disco when I was about 14. And all I remember is being very excited by this sound. Mm. But to me, it was indivisible, say, from like the theme to Doctor Who or... Um, yes, yeah. Or so some other kind of... Vaguely sort of way out sci-fi and yeah. way out there. Like, like, yeah, not like the other stuff. And his voice, though, wasn't... Finished. No, no, it's very, it was kind of very thin. Yeah, but I don't think it... I think you're right, but I think, you know, he... And again, it was probably down to the recording at the time, which was very basic and very quick. Yeah, cheap and in and out. But he never sounded again like he did on, certainly on the first album. You know, by the time you get to Vol 4, which to me, I I know it's not to a lot of people, but to me is the absolute peak of early era Sabbath. I don't think they ever made a better record than that. Snowblind. You know, yeah, Snowblind. All that. You know, it's, um, um, Iommi is so good on that album. You know, the, it's Wheels of... Is Wheels it, of Confusion, the first album, track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, Wheels of, and it's amazing. And the immense. Snowblind's on the... Yeah, and... Yeah, I mean, the bit on Wheels of Confusion, when the riff comes in, I mean, you just go, it's crushingly heavy, you know. And, uh, the, yeah, it's Super Noughts on that record and Under the Sun and, uh, you know, yeah, all of right. really... It's a great record. It's an absolutely fantastic heavy metal record. And... 
I think by that point, Ozzy's voice is, and then they get to sabotage, the Sabbath, bloody Sabbath and sabotage. And then they're playing with the voice with yeah. whatever is, you know, yeah. studio technology is available because they've got the money to do that then. And the, and and the he, and, mountain yeah. of cocaine. And, yeah, to... yeah, yeah. And he starts to sound different. And he's, you know, he doesn't have that kind of primal quality that he had on the first sort of three or four records. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and it's unmatchable. It's, mm. I'm trying to think of a, another equivalent but i think um well i think you had to wait for that generation who were influenced by him and then people started to try and consciously yeah. you know doom metal and death metal and all that sort of stuff people started trying consciously to imitate that um but without much success you know i think and then by the time he comes to his solo uh launch of his solo career he's just being studio studioified and turned into something that sounds okay on the radio you know well, also by then they have an idea of what Aussie, yeah, it Aussie should sound is. like, yeah, or yeah. 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 But I tell you what, though, when he does get the boot from Sabbath, um, I, I went to work for them straight after that, and um, I saw it at the time as a completely poisoned chalice because um, uh, I'm trying to think. Okay, so. I don't know. Paul Rogers leaves. This is a terrible example, but I'm trying to think of other vocalists. Um, you need a new vocalist for Zeppelin. Or D Deep Purple, there's the great mm. example. Ian Gillan does leave, and they bring in David Coverdale and Glenn Hughes, who are kind of like two two sides of that Ian Gillan range, yeah, where yeah. he can be the, 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 the big, gravelly-voiced very male kind of baby, you know. Yeah. But then you've also got Glenn Hughes with that hysterical, yeah. really kind of out of control, beautiful, but also a beautiful singer, mm. great singer. So you kind of go, okay, they lost a great singer and they replaced him with two great singers. With Ozzy, none of this formula works because uh, even at his height in Sabbath, I don't think anybody ever thought of Ozzy as a great singer. No, no. He was a very unique vocalist in the same way that, say, Lou Reed was a unique vocalist. You, you wouldn't want him singing Christmas carols. Yeah. But at what he did, he was perfect. Or a group like Sparks, where Ron uh, Russell Mails had a very high voice. Um, you wouldn't say he's a great singer, but he's certainly a very unusual pop vocalist. So you've got this guy who isn't a great singer. How do you replace that? It's almost impossible. I know, let's replace him with an actual great singer. Yeah, yeah. And now I think, for me at the time, it was like, well, this is square peg, round hole. It mm. just cannot work. It cannot, John, it, it cannot. Th this cannot be. This cannot be. It, nonetheless, it is and it does. The thing that should not be. Yeah. But I think, again, the thing this, that this, is. this comes to sort of Iomi's musicality as well. Like, Iomi was sort of good enough to be able to write with Dio and exploit that and yeah. enjoy the different side of, you know, being slightly facetious, saying all Ozzy did was sing along with the riff. He didn't, but pretty much yeah. that's what happened with a lot of early Sabbath stuff. Whereas with Ronnie, all of a sudden you can write Children of the Sea, you can write Heaven and Hell, you know, Neon Nights and so on and so forth. Because but, we are yeah, children of the sea. We are sea. all children of the sea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, Ozzy undergoes his own reinvention and the... Probably ironically, in heavy metal terms, the the hero of the story is a heroine. It's Sharon. You know? Yeah, Sharon is the one who comes along, and essentially the whole of Ozzy's life post Black Sabbath. I don't think it's a leap to say he's entirely down to her. 
Sharon! Yeah, yeah. Sharon! Sharon, yeah. Sharon sorts out everything from what he's going to have for breakfast to, you know... What he's going to have for tea. But also... Probably just a slice of ham and a baked potato. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, Ozfest, the latest album, the latest... You know, all of it, all of it. She does it all. I mean, it's an incredible act of reinvention. She does it all. Yeah. but does it brilliantly in the sense that, you know, he has the first two solo albums, Blizzard of Oz, Diary of a Mad Man. Both of them made more or less the same time, thank goodness, because otherwise there wouldn't have been another album with Randy Rhodes. Randy dies and a legend is born, mm. you know. I mean, it sounds terrible, but, you know, James Dean, uh, River Phoenix, you know, the, these people yeah, yeah, that yeah, die, yeah, Heath yeah. Ledger. yeah. Kurt Cobain, whatever, you know, they, they immediately acquire an extra layer yeah. of symbolism. Because, you know, you're never going to see them again. You're never going to know what that... We, you know, we kind of know what the career path of a rock guitarist is and had Randy lived, he probably would have been revered, but people would be, oh, it's old, in the same way that you sort of revere Joe Satriani or someone, but no-one's lining up for the new Joe no, Satriani album. No, you know. Um but so that isn't Sharon, but Sharon makes of that good stuff in terms of career building. Mm. Where she really scores, I think, is after that because um, finding Jakey Lee. Yes, yeah. Brilliant. I another mean, talk about a find. Yeah. Amazing yeah. find. Not Randy, yeah. but another yeah. extraordinary figure to yeah. add to the mix. But also, she puts him out on the Bark at the Moon tour with Motley Crue opening. Yeah. Motley Crue, who are literally the hot, hottest band in America that year, but haven't quite hit headline arena status yet themselves. Yeah. He's like, they're opening for Aussie. Very next year, Rat are in the same yeah. position Motley were in. Guess who's opening for Aussie on the big tour that summer? Very next year, Metallica. Metallica in their Master of Puppets moment. Guess who's opening for Aussie on the big yeah. tour that year? And this carries on after uh, uh, court happened with Corn, um, happened with Marilyn Manson. Yeah, and each time, obviously, not don't just not, get the kids on tour, but who? Sorry, don't talk about him anymore, Manson. Oh no, um, rock star, rock star messes with chicks. I mean, I, I've never heard that story. No, before. but I think there's a kind of darker edge. To, to Marilyn Manson, a darker. No, hang on. But like, Are you no, 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 no. I'm not, I don't want to. I don't get down the Marilyn Manson road because it's going to put me off on point, which I was going to make about Sharon. Which is, I think you're absolutely right, and the brilliance of her management and all of that. And she did see all of these things. And let's be honest, Ozzy wouldn't have seen those no. if you'd driven them towards him in a you know forty ton truck. I don't know if but anybody would have. They seen wouldn't know. It was time. brilliant. But here's the thing about the Ozzy Sharon relationship that I think. then extended them beyond music and into the shows and all of that. And it's a bit of a case of one hand washes the other in that Sharon was, as as you've mentioned before, was Don Arden's daughter. Um, You know, she's brilliant at what she does. She's obviously, as as you said once, um, Don's son, David, actually describes Sharon as Don in a skirt. Uh, And just to to remind people, Don was known in Britain as Mr Big. Yeah, Mr... He managed Little Richard, Gene Vincent, Small Faces. So so she's coming out of this environment. There's no surprise that she's a brilliant manager if you think the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But um, what, what need does Ozzy fill in her? 
and I think this is the kind of romantic side of the story, is that he fulfills a need in, in, in her as well. She's giving him this career and this life and, and he's rescuing him. But in, he's giving her that kind of domestic thing of he becomes a husband, they become, you know, this love story that has its many kind of offshoots to, to the point where at one point he, you know, in drug-addled rage, I think, tried to kill her. But it, ultimately it's a love story. They have the children and they go off and have this whole Osborne's brand that they create. And I think that kind of, that changed her life in the, in the sort of opposite way that he she changed his life, if you see what I mean. And I think that's never really reflected on and is a really interesting part of their story. No, I agree. I, <clears throat> I do wonder, though, if that's the one part which... Um she didn't necessarily see an end game to. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. I mean, it, it was wasn't Sharon that gave the okay to the Osbournes, but she told me at the time that um, it was because they had figured out that it was over. His career was had pretty much was over. Ozfest, um, I don't know where Ozfest was at the time, but we were at the stage where, you know, Sabbath now have to reform and close mm. the show to keep the whole thing selling tickets on the road. And um, I think the early 2000s, she was kind of post 9-11. They were in New York when that happened. And, uh, you know, that was when she called me and asked me to work with her dad, Don, on his mm. memoir. And I, I, they'd been at war for over 20 years. I mean, seriously at war. Yeah. And I got this story about post 9-11. I reconsidered had a rethink and I think she was going through a kind of a reset and I think MTV offered her like $150,000 or something which is absolutely fuck all um, just to see what would happen yeah yeah and so she let them in um, and, and she's always been shrewd like that she she owned uh, the, the phrase monsters of rock in America and when they did the monsters of rock tour in America the only one in 88 Ozzy was going to be the headliner and then whatever reason it didn't pan out. But she still allowed them to use the name. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean... And I, she won a lot of friends at MTV for that because they were involved. So she's always been good at making the right friends and thinking long-term in terms of, I don't know when or where this will be good for me. Yeah, but, but this but, is good. But, but, I mean, as it happened, her instincts were spot on because that, sort of reality, I mean, whatever you want to call it, docu-soap, reality-type thing. She was at the perfect moment for that. And here was someone who, you know, Ozzy, yeah, look, he's had his moments, and I wanted to ask you in a minute, because it, it jogged my memory thinking about the fact Ozzy did try and kill Sharon, that you were the guy... I went into he, rehab went, with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. Uh, I did. We'll at, talk at about Sharon's him. request. Yeah, but, but um, you know, it, he is this kind of lovable character... There's, there's something about him. He's funny, you know, he's a bit of a doofus, but although he's had his very dark moments, I think that the show itself sold on the fact that here's this incredibly capable woman, you know, married to a rock star who is essentially useless. Can't, you know, there's the famous, <laughs> he can't even turn the TV on, can he? And you, all you hear through the whole episode Mate, is, I can't turn Sharon, the TV on. Sharon, that's all you hear. And, and, Ozzy's answer to everything is is call Sharon. You know, he's to literally from I don't know how to turn the TV over to, you know, what what album am I making? 
the 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 question is always just Sharon, isn't yeah. it? You know, oh, that's for the years, amazing, I, I, that's so the amazing when thing. When I was working on the first book with him years ago, I'd say, so uh, Ozzy, um, so on the Sabbath, bloody Sabbath tour, uh, whatever, whatever, and he'd go, look at me like, I had no mm, fucking yeah. clue who I was, that I was yeah. talking about. And then he'd go, Sharon, mm. Sharon, I'm doing it in 73. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell, I didn't yeah. fucking know you then. Oh, fucking hell. But the, here's the thing, I remember... When Sharon was when she was managing Ozzy, and she also would occasionally manage other Lita bands. Ford, Lita Ford, which she did, could also be managed by Don until yeah. Sharon oh. came along with a better offer. There you go. <laughs> yeah, um, and the Choir Boys. Yeah, Choir, the choir Boys. Boys. Yeah, uh, and it, it, anyway, she would she would stage a party, a Christmas party. Oh yeah, she had at her yeah. house. We were there. Yeah, they had. She had a house out in um, Buckingham Buckinghamshire, the Chalfonts. Uh, very, nice. very, very sort of nice wealthy area of Buckinghamshire. I went to this party and there was a queue for the loo, queue for the <laughs> toilet because there was sort of like so you know. I, I wonder why. Yeah. What could possibly have been causing people to be in there for Food so long? Poisoning, it's like probably. banging on the. You've been yeah. in there for a long Dodgy time. Dodgy punch bowl. What are you been in there a really long time. <laughs> Sorry, the the queue is built up. <laughs> Standing behind me in the queue is Ozzy, and he's queuing for the loo in his own house. You know, which is quite sweet, quite sweet. But he goes to me. He goes. Uh, he goes. When you go in there, <laughs> and I thought, oh god, this. Is, I mean, he goes. When you go in there, he goes. Have a look at the at the the toilet bowl. He goes because it was the only thing in the house that Sharon let me choose. And I went. I was thinking, what's it going to be? It's going to be like skulls or something. You know? I finally get in there, you know, and it's just, you know, it was really, uh, um, you know, it was pre, sort of pre, you know, in the Osborns they had all this kind of gothic type house. It wasn't a sort of gothic house or anything like that. No. It was quite a uh, yeah. Laura Ashley type. You get in there and around the loo, I mean, it's obviously an expensive loo, around the inside of the bowl of the loo were all these roses that had been kind of <laughs> painted on the porcelain, you know, and that's what he'd chosen. That's what he'd chosen, uh, yeah. And that, yeah, well, I like that. Yeah. I mean, when I'm having yeah. a dunk, but he was inordinately, I like to look at roses <laughs> He was inordinately proud of it, yeah. Oh, bless but, him. Yeah, bless him, yeah. Bless him. Yeah, yeah. Bless him. But, I mean, that was the dynamic of their relationship summed up. But it was, you know, uh, it happened when I was, uh, well, it was definitely at Kerrang. And I remember Ozzy attacked Sharon. Big news because he gets arrested, doesn't he? He got arrested for it. It was on the it, 10 o'clock news. It happened in England. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, it was not long after the Moscow Music yeah. Peace Festival. Yeah, and I think basically the only way you're going to get out of being arrested in that is to be sent straight to rehab, isn't it? You know, otherwise you're going back to the clink rather than anything else. Well, I, I don't know the actuality, but as it was related to me at the time by Sharon, mm. um, I think the police had more or less said to her, what do you want to do? Do you want us to keep him in? Yeah. She went, yeah. Do you want to press charges? And she went, yeah. And so he was actually in the police station a couple of nights, and then it, because uh, it was over the weekend, and then on the Monday morning they appeared in magistrate's court or whatever. And she had pretty much decided what she wanted to happen. And and they put it into place. I, I, I don't know this for sure, but I, my from my memory... Um, if she'd wanted, she could have just said, look, let's just forget it and just took him home. But she wanted to teach him a lesson. Yeah. And 
um, the same day, she called me and said she wanted me to go visit him there to do an interview because she'd had the world's press banging on the door, uh, but she didn't trust anybody, which now I realise meant more along the lines of, I, you're the only one I really can try. <laughs> Which was fine by me. Yeah, I mean, it's fine, I was, yeah. I'm we look, totally getting, aware of that. You're getting the story that everyone is chasing at this point. Yeah, so I, I went there it was on a Sunday, and um, I remember George Bodnard. Who, crazy George. Yeah, Crazy George. Yeah. Sadly no longer with yeah. us. But he had brought Ozzy a homemade chili con carne as a present. <laughs> and Ozzy said to him, is there any alcohol in it? And I think probably there was a tiny drop of red wine from when they were doing yeah, the beef. yeah. And Ozzy said, I can't have it. And George said, you're not even going to know it's there. If I'd said, no, it's not there, you wouldn't know mm. and it wouldn't make any... He said, yeah, but it is there and they do blood tests and to see if... So he couldn't eat it. That was fucking drooling. Yeah. I'm like, I, 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 I could eat, eat it. it. I could eat it in front of... In front of you, Ozzy. Oh, I don't mind that. George is like, oh, I better take it home then. I'm like, no, no don't George, take the lovely don't chili. Leave. Don't take the lovely chili home. <laughs> Not the chili. Um, so yeah, that was it, it. Was it was weird? It was a kind of like a mansion in the in the woods, and you go in the main room, kind of like a hotel. But you go in the main bit, and there are people walking around in their pajamas or dressing gown, or or a, John's making a face because he thinks I'm wearing my pajamas today. I'm not. Yeah. They're called easy pants. Oh, okay, yeah, lounge attire. <laughs> For gentlemen of a certain stage yeah. in life, uh, so they hide the what do you call them? Constipation knickers or whatever they're called. What are they called? No. Oh well, we've reached some lows on this podcast. Sorry. Yeah, I should yeah. probably shouldn't have mentioned yeah. the. Um, what do they call those things? I don't know. I what don't are yours called? Look on the label. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. And here he comes. I want to say he was wearing tracksuit bottoms because I think he might have been. They may even have been the the same same ones. ones. The axle. Would wear a couple of years later. It's all your stories. They all kind of... Do you know what? It's funny because this was like September 89 and the axle thing was like January 1990. So maybe they'd even bought them from the same shop. Sports Direct. Yeah. An early, early, early version. version. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it was incredibly sad. I mean, um, Sharon and the kids had just were just there and were, were leaving, and, oh, God, everybody was in tears. And then uh, we sat around for a while. Then we went up to his room, and uh, he had uh, some cigarettes and an ashtray stashed somewhere. Yeah. Um, but all we could do was drink tea and coffee, and, and it's just so it got quite manic. Um, but I was there for a really long time and at one point I just turned the recorder off because uh, these days I'd have kept the thing yeah. going forever, you know, but back then it's like it's for Kerrang yeah. and he's crying. I don't know if I can, you know. Um, so I hung on and we talked and, oh, God, hugged and cried and it was really very, very sweet. Um, and then... <laughs> Um, I remember a few years later, I was talking to him and he started telling me, it was called Hunter Kind Man, he started telling me about it. I said, I know, I was there, remember? Yeah. He went, were you? You were there? Yeah. 
I went, yeah, he goes, what, you yeah. would check, you would go, I said, no, 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 not as I came to visit you, remember? We were, we were there all night talking and no, 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 <laughs> no fucking yeah. recollection whatsoever. For me, I will never forget that night. Him, yeah, you no, don't yeah. lie to me. Yeah. Get in the ring, you, printing lies, starting controversy. Um, I came out and we did this big story in Kerrang, two-parter Yeah, two-parter, yeah. Also did a story for the Daily Mail, the National Enquirer, New York Post, blah, 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 blah. Just went round and round the world. And, um, but that all came from the Moscow Music Peace Festival, he told me, where, you know, this anti-alcohol and substance abuse yeah, festival. Yeah, yeah. Where the promoter had presented Ozzy as a gift, a, uh, a big case of different flavoured vodkas. You know, you get the little yeah, what, lemon yeah, yeah, vodka, yeah, yeah, orange yeah, vodka, yeah. peppermint. Yeah. There's like 20 of these in a case. And Ozzy had them littered around the house and he'd been knocking them back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Until finally he had the blackout. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Sh- but he had that thing of, I mean, I remember you saying before, he had that thing, he had that phrase. <laughs> it's a terrible phrase when he used to say, she's got to go. Yeah. You know. Um, no, no, it, she, said, she said, what he said was, we've decided we've, yeah. you've got but, to go. Yeah. We. Yeah. Yeah, because he's hearing the voices. Yeah. 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 But I remember you telling me, I, I'm not going to tell your story. You should tell the story. I'll tell the story and you interrupt. <laughs> Which is of you drinking with him one day and him coming round out of some... You know about Sharon? Yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh, "I'm going to ring her now and tell her." We were we were at his place at the Larrabee Apartments in LA, yeah. And um, he was doing the No More Tears album, and I happened to be in LA at the same time. And LA, um, and uh, he said, "Yeah, what are you doing? Nothing. Come over." So I went <laughs> over, and as I arrived, um, I'm pressing the intercom because he's on like the third floor or something. Yeah. And no one's answering. I'm thinking, he did say 8 o'clock, didn't he? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Eh, eh, nothing. I'm trying to ring on the... No, I probably wasn't. probably didn't have a cell phone. But eh, eh. And next thing, the door opens and out comes this young kid, like literally flying out the fucking door. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, thanks, Ozzy, man. Yes, 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 yes. Gone. And so I got in and I went up to the floor and I could hear the music as the elevator <laughs> opened. He's playing his own, a track from his own new album, yeah. Mama, I'm Coming Home. Oh, that one. They've just terrible. done the... Mama, Mama I'm Coming yeah. Home! Yeah. That, that ginormous hit. Yeah. Um, but he's singing along to it. <laughs> so I get to the door and the door's open. It's blaring out and he's in there singing along to it. I'm kind of like, Ozzy, Ozzy, carry me, Ozzy. <laughs> Fucking hell, it's Mick Wall, you made me fucking jump. I come in. I said, I just saw a kid. He goes, yeah, he goes, I don't know who he is. He's some Sabbath fan. He was on the doorstep. So I brought, I said, do you want to hear my new album? And he was like, yeah. He goes, so I yeah. brought him in. He goes, yeah. and then he, he left he just, in a big he hurry. He just went for some reason. He just yeah. left. I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah I see this God, maniac standing the, there. Yeah. yeah, singing Mama, yeah, I'm yeah, coming yeah. home. So um, we ended up spending the evening together. Um, he just bought a new bong on Melrose. Oh, I hadn't seen one of those in about 10 years. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, he had a huge bottle of um, vintage Napoleonic, Napoleon brand, whatever you call it. 
and um, a, a black bin liner full of weed. And then over here, sort of scrubbed in a drawer, you know, he pulls out a, a kind of a mini sack of white powder. Ooh. Next thing I know, it's two in the morning and we're driving along Sunset Boulevard <laughs> with his driver, Tony Mann. And we go to a place called The Pink Dot. Just an all-night sort of shop. And they sell cake. So we, we buy a huge cake. We go back to his house. We can't find knives quick enough. So we're in our house, <laughs> fucking eating this cake. More bong, more brandy, more everything. And I, I've obviously reached a, a, a kind of a Buddhist plane yeah. at this point. Yeah. I'm, I'm Zen. Yeah. I am Zen in a kind of anti-Zen world. Yeah. You know, my, my thoughts are occupied with higher things. And suddenly he just sort of emerges out of the tank and goes, uh, do you know what? You're fucking right. I'm going to fucking ring her now. And I'm like, what? What am I right about? Who? Yeah, I'm going to fucking ring Sharon now and tell her. I went, tell her what? What you said. What did I say? That I should get a new manager. I went, don't fucking tell her that. Well, if you tell her that, don't tell her it was me. Because I don't even know if I I don't think I I don't think that. I don't think that. I didn't say that. No, you're right. I'm telling her now. So, because she's in the UK. So, it's, for us, it's like four in the morning. So, for her, it's like midday or something. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Sharon, yes, I see. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here with Mick Wall. I'm going, no, no you fucking no. idiot. Yeah. And me and Mick have been talking. So, no. <laughs> And we reckon I need a new manager. You stay my wife, but I need a new manager, proper manager. I need a proper manager. I'm literally, oh, like, I'm looking for Kurt's shotgun. Yeah, this yeah. ready to fucking blow my brains out. I'm like, please don't say that. And he's like this on the phone. He's like, what's that? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. I said, what did she say? He goes, she said she wants a fucking divorce. <laughs> I went, ring her back and tell her you yeah. were joking yeah. and that I'm not yeah, here. Yeah, most importantly, tell her that I'm not here. Yeah, and I think yeah. you definitely should carry yeah. on with Sharon as your manager. Yeah. Uh, and he did. And I saw her literally a month or so later. We had lunch uh, at the by the pool at the Sunset Yeah, Market. of course, yeah. And I, of course, attempted a, a mere culpa. Yeah, of course, yeah. So, like, I didn't. Yeah, it was him. It was, it was all exactly. him. Like all your mere culpers. <laughs> it, it, was he, it, was it was him. It was the other bloke. Yeah, yeah. Other bloke. Like you did with, with Axel and the... Well, in fairness, you know, uh, I, I was reading the story yeah. yesterday <laughs> uh, and you were interviewing Vince Neal. Yeah, yeah. And Vince told you that Obtaining the facts... <laughs> I think you'll find. <laughs> and but so I, I, I start talking to Sharon about this. She just roars with laughter because <laughs> I get that phone call every day. Don't well, worry about it. Oh yeah, good, good. But yeah. um, no, so they are real characters. But here's the thing about the Osbournes, because there was no reality TV really. Mm. I mean, Big Brother was probably the first. Yeah, the yeah, first, we're just getting edging into that to normalise it. Yeah, because what it what it did was it took the notion of a documentary. And kind of shaped it in that you would have setups. So we or, want to see Aussie. We want to see documentary, if you will. We want to see Aussie fall off his chair. You know. So 
uh, yeah, Aussie falls off but, his chair or whatever, you know. But seriously, way back in the 80s and the early 90s, um, I remember sitting with her because the tears would be falling down your face whenever you were with them, whatever the situation. Yeah, they're fine. I mean, he's, and, uh, and I'd say to her... It, these, aren't, these aren't tears of angst. No, tears of joy. Tears of laughter. Laughter. And, um, like Ken Dodd's tears. And uh, for souvenirs. Yeah. No more tears yeah. for souvenirs. Or indeed the tears of a clown. Yeah, yeah. Or indeed or the no, tracks of any, my tears. Any other tears, yeah. yeah. Just tears of happiness. Yeah, joy. And um, I used to say, and lots of people used to say, God, it's such a shame that people can't, can't see, see that. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. all they see is Aussie, the Prince of Darkness. Yeah, they don't know yeah. Sharon is the puppet master. Yeah. But most of all, they don't know how fucking funny these two are. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was quite frightened of Ozzy the first few times I knew him because he could be really so out of it that it was not pleasant. Yeah. And it was a mutual friend that said, no, no, you you so have not got it. She worked for Sharon, a wonderful lady named Lynn Seeger. And uh, she said, no, you've got to meet them. You, do, you don't, honestly, you don't know. I said, no, I don't want to work with that guy. Mm. He's horrible. She's like, no. So I had lunch, happened to be at the first Rock in Rio festival. So we had lunch at the Rio Palace Hotel. And I swear to God, I just was falling off my seat laughing. Yeah, funny. funny she was story. as funny as him, though. Yeah. That's the thing. They were together. It, they were really, brilliant. Really, yeah, yeah. And we used to say, it's such a shame that this aspect, because obviously you can't put it on record, there wasn't No, any, you have to see it. You have to be there. You yeah, there was to, yeah. no way you could imagine a way of day sharing. To day. Yeah, yeah. So then they did a documentary on, on Aussie, one of those. It wasn't Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, but similar. Uh, and it had quite a lot of that in it, mm. but incidental to his yeah. making his album yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Um, and it, I think it was off the back of that that someone at MTV went, maybe there's something here. Yeah, yeah, know? probably, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, from that you have all of Sharon's TV career. She becomes a star in her own right, arguably now, is probably more, than, more famous than Ozzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. She's a, and yeah. what was weird about that was suddenly everybody felt they knew Ozzy and Sharon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My in-laws would talk about Ozzy and Sharon yeah. as yeah. if they knew them. Yeah. Because in in reality TV, you feel you do get to know them. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. But you know what else? They're, they're, in a way, they're also then to blame for the Kardashians. Absolutely, because all of that stuff comes off the back of it, yeah. Except yeah. it's not as interesting or funny because no. they actually manicure it. Yeah, but I think they they did they did start to do that with the Osbournes towards the end, didn't they? They would put them in scenarios where yeah. stuff would happen, which is where you get that kind of factional element. But yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. But even but the, 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 the 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 fact is that you know Aussie is funny and Sharon is funny. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. It's just the uh, unlike other you know rock stars and people you could mention is you know. Well, Gene Simmons did a did his own version. Of <laughs> did the he really? No shit. Gene copied someone's show, <laughs> but did Can't it in believe. his way. Yeah. So it wasn't remotely as fun, or yeah. I don't think I even watched a single episode. No. Um, you know, it's one of those things you go, oh, "I can do that." And, yeah, and but you, you can't. can't. You can't. Yeah. Because as Sharon's father, Don, and he was the one who came up with this term that was used ever after in the music business, as Don always used to say. You can't polish a turd. Because yeah. a turd is yeah, still a turd. still a turd, yeah. Even correct. when you paint it gold. Yeah. It's underneath. That's what it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Aussie. Yeah. 
a lot of people said the Osbournes hurt his musical career, that people could no longer take him seriously as an artist, to which I used to think, did they take him that seriously? Yeah. Maybe in America they did. Probably they did in America know. I just think he did, you know, the genius of it was, it was it extended his career way beyond it would have lasted because he got into that point where... You know, yeah, the first few solo albums were great. They were massive. They were, you know, he still had that, what you were talking about, that sort of thing where half of America thought he was the Antichrist, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, as soon as that was blown up and mm. shown to be just a bit of, you know, another yeah. bit of showbiz puffery or whatever, um, where was he going to go? Where was he, you know, he keep churning out these solo records, but they weren't very good. They got progressively worse. Yeah. And he had people writing and, for him. And, and, and superfluous, you know. really. Yeah. I mean, how many... Same with the Stones or whoever. How yeah. many new how many songs do you yeah, need? Yeah, yeah exactly. Al- although, have and, and here we kind of bring it up to the present, have you heard any of the stuff on his most recent stuff? No. It, a lot of it is very good because, again, Sharon has done it again. She brought in Andrew Watt to work with him. And Andrew Watt is this... I worked with Andrew a few years ago. Insanely talented kid really good looking but like can play any instrument great singer great writer he'd worked with michael jackson he'd worked in all kinds of pop records and then when i met him he it was him glenn hughes and john bonham formed a group and i can't remember what the fuck they were called isn't that dreadful but they were amazing because of this guy mm. andrew watt um but there was trouble in paradise yeah. quite quickly and that group fell apart uh, and Andrew Watt went on to do solo stuff. And I, again, I was doing press releases and some things with him. I just thought this kid's hot. And then I oh, fuck knows what happened. It's five years later. Now he's working with Ozzy. Yeah. And there's Post Malone and there's all these very contemporary art, just as she did in the 80s. Yeah. Motley and Metallica. And suddenly Ozzy's with the cutting edge uh, people of now. Yeah. Uh, and it, when it works, it works really, really well. And it makes him seem a million times more contemporary than anybody of his... Well, I mean, he's 70 peers. now, isn't he? So... I agree, but, you know, so is Alice Cooper. Yeah. And Alice Cooper is still kind of just doing his shtick. I mean, oh, I got Johnny Depp on guitar and Joe mm. Perry. Well, yeah, that's good I, if you happen to be over 40. Yeah, but, I mean, these are minor, minor cosmetic differences aren't they i mean whereas ozzy sharon goes right you're working with andrew what i guarantee you ozzy would have gone who the fuck's that yeah he would but he would have he would have done it because because sharon Sharon said sharon said could have said look i need to work with harold steptoe he's the fucking man and ozzy would have done it because sharon has been proved right again and again and again and again and again um but she's kept ozzy going even though i mean do you think we'll ever see him on a stage no i don't i really don't i think that's it i hate to say it but having said i mean they were on tv together the other on a breakfast show yeah yeah when in the uk ozzy was lying in bed and i just thought it's probably time you know he's not that well he's had a life of excess you know why put yourself through it why put yourself through it it reminds me a little bit of the last days of lemmy where through his own insistence more than anything, he was still out there. Yeah. Even though he could barely stand up. Yeah. Even though he couldn't remember Because that's what he had, but Ozzy's got more than that. You know, I hate to say I don't want to disparage Lemmy, you know, he had lots of friends and all of that, but the motorhead thing was his life. It was either that or sitting in the rainbow 
playing the fruit machine. Yeah. You know, Ozzy's got a lot more than that. Yeah, he has. He's got a family, he's got, you know, a lovely house and life and he's got the different TV projects going on and all the rest of it. He can quite easily be entertained. So who would you rather die as? <laughs> Lemmy, in your yeah. own pad. With your boots on. With your boots on, your computer games, your industrial strength methamphetamine. Yeah. Or... You're selling it to me. I'm really selling it yeah. to you now. Or... In my mansion with my loving wife and children and my multi-billions in the bank. Yeah. And people still saying, do you want to do this, do you want to do that? Yeah. Think yeah. about that for a moment. I'm thinking about Who it. Who would you me. rather die I as? don't know. Yeah, I'd rather not die, yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're with Sharon, maybe you won't. Yeah, maybe you won't, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe that's a, that's a trick even Sharon won't be able to pull. Wow, we'll but, see. But they're kind of, they're so, you know, they're so much of a couple now and you think about them as so much of a couple. You hate the thought of anything happening to Ozzy. Yeah. Because you realise their relationship is a genuine one. Yeah. You know, oh, that, it, now you've hit on the, yeah. the truth. Yeah, ups, yes, downs, yeah, yes, yeah. like any couple. Yeah. But like the best couples, they've stuck together. Yeah, yeah they've stuck, yeah. Not, uh, are there right reasons? Are there wrong reasons? They're just Probably reasons. Probably both, yeah. Anybody who's yeah. ever been married will understand. for a long time. But again, understand. this is what chimes about their relationship, isn't it? With the, this is why people like them. Because they look at them and go, yeah, okay, well, they might live in a mansion or whatever and have all the money, but... They in, still have in, to pick in, up the yeah, dog shit. Exactly, exactly. They still have, you know, Sharon's still running around after Ozzy telling him to tidy up. And it's just that retaining that kind of common mm. bond and touch is, has been the, the sort of the real genius of it, really, I think. And, and really, are there any other couples in rock or pop music where you go, look at those guys, yeah. you know? No, exactly. You've done, And I think also the reason I don't think Ozzy should go back out is... I saw the last Sabbath shows, uh, not the last, last one, but the last tour. At, uh, they did, I saw them t- a couple of times at the O2. Phenomenal. Really good. Mm. Really good because yeah. the staging was great. Iomi was great. Ozzy, I'm sure if you heard a recording back, probably wasn't brilliant, but he was still Ozzy. And the set list was amazing, you know. And they were, and I thought, you know what, that's how it should finish, you know. It's a bit like, Rush or whatever, who've decided to hang it up. Yeah. Because Neil Peart's got you know, That's how it should finish. And it's sad that it has finished. And for all that you'd love to see them again, I'm glad we won't. Okay. Well, I will, I will just add, a, add a, a sunny note to that by saying also, um, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because I tell you what, Sharon just has all the tricks at her disposal. She's very creative and inventive, and even though I don't think we'll see Ozzy on a stage again, or maybe a one-off somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. I think maybe a one-off. Maybe lots of guests. Maybe they do like that Elvis thing, you know, like when Elvis <laughs> did did the singer special when it was just a TV thing. You yeah, do something like that. I'd like to see Ozzy end that by singing "Glory, mm. Glory, mm. Hallelujah." <laughs> he could do. It. He could still put the it out. Sabs keep yeah. And here's me old mate. Bob Daisley has come <laughs> along to play something. Yeah, because, yeah, well, listen, I'm not even going to get into that one. We're going to say all hail Aussie. All hail the Oz. And, and uh, Sharon. And Sharon. Good on you. God bless you, Sharon. Yeah. God bless you, Aussie. We love you. Well, I do. I'm not sure about yeah. job. 
you liked this episode, be sure to leave us a review, share it with a friend, or plain old subscribe wherever you happen to listen to it. For full episode show notes, visit nofilter.media forward slash get your rocks up. This has been a No Filter Media production. Say what you want.